Swamiji, what is the body of Christ? <clears throat> you know, when Jesus said that you must eat my body and drink my blood, the Bible itself says many ceased to walk with him from then on. And he didn't explain himself. I think that at the end of a master's life, he tries to wean out those who understand his words intuitively from those who understand them only superficially so that he can have followers after he leaves who will be really true to his, his spirit. What Jesus was talking about, he, he had two eyes. One was the ego, but that ego didn't exist. It was the little part of him that kept his body moving and talking and so on. And usually when he said I, he said the son of the, this body usually was talking about the ego, but the son of Christ, that was what he was talking about in this case. The body in that sense, Christ consciousness is infinite. His body is the universe. And the energy of the universe is that which runs through it, or you could say the consciousness which runs through it is the blood of Christ. Either the energy or the consciousness both equally work because the physical universe is the energy itself, the physical um, reality. So when Jesus said, you must drink my eat my body and drink my flesh, he meant go into meditation until you feel the om vibration and become sufficiently one with that till you feel the bliss in it. That is the, the true benefit of the Mass if you take it seriously, is feeling the bliss of Christ in yourself. So... The body is the universe. Yeah. Does that mean that that is ultimately our own body? Well, our own body is this physical body. When we achieve Christ consciousness, that will be our body. When Yogananda in his poem, Samadhi, said, I, the cosmic sea, watch the little ego floating in me. He had risen above ego consciousness. But he needed to keep his little body going. And so I remember one time I was walking with him out of the desert and he, he was in a state of samadhi and I had to catch him sometimes to keep him from falling. And he'd sort of stagger and he said, it's so difficult for me to remember which body I'm supposed to keep moving. I'm in all bodies. So that little ego, a master has to have that much ego just to keep his body alive. That's why Ramakrishna, when he came out of a, out of samadhi, would ask for a smoke or a glass of water or something. Something to keep him reminded that this is his body. But his true body was the infinite. And our true body will become that when we rise above ego consciousness. We can't say it until we've reached that state. But that will be our body then. How... Can you give us a definition or a, a, a way to overcome ego consciousness? Well, in the short run, while we're living in this body, don't keep emphasizing your ego. There was somebody who was with me at a meeting of two other people who were well-known, and they were having a big uh, sort of one-upmanship Contest, each person saying how much he'd done. And I haven't done anything, and I didn't say anything. 
I've probably done a great deal more than they, but it's been done through me. I haven't done it. I've written a hundred books. I've written over 400 pieces of music. I've created nine communities. I've lectured all over the world in many languages. I don't feel I've done anything. So to overcome ego, we have to, first of all, tell ourselves God is the doer, not I. Don't take to yourself the applause that other people give you. When people say that I've done a good job in a lecture, I feel God is the doer. And so don't worry if people insult you, for example. Don't. It's a very good thing to be insulted. It helps you to um, clarify your own consciousness. Are they insulting me, my true self, or not? Thank them for insulting you. Your ego is something you want to get rid of because it's the source of all your trouble. So anything that will get rid of that sense of pride, of egotism, will be good for you. So never take to yourself the credit for anything you do. Say God is the doer. It doesn't mean, well, you sit back and let him do it. I had this experience many years ago because Yogananda told us as ministers that we should let God talk through us. So in the middle of a talk, there were a hundred people there. In the middle of a sermon, I said, well, all right, I'll stop and let God talk through me. So I stopped. And I was silent for two minutes. Now, two minutes in the middle of a sermon, two minutes of silence is a long time. And some people were perspiring, thinking I'd, I'd lost it. And uh, I, I was just perfectly comfortable waiting for God to speak. <laughs> and finally understood what Yogananda had meant. He said, I will reason, I will will, I will act, but guide thou my reason, will, and activity to the right path in every action. And so I had to talk, but I had to ask his, him to inspire what I said, him to give me the vibrations to talk, so that when I speak now, I try to feel that I'm also sharing people, sharing his vibrations with people. And I'm consciously sending out those vibrations instead of just sending out mental ideas through the form of words. So the more you get away from the thought that I personally am doing it, and uh, to belittle this I, as long as it doesn't make you a, develop an inferiority complex, if you can do it with a sense of freedom, the more you find that the ego takes a back seat and the soul begins to come through. So we need to have that affirmation in our daily egoic life too. Swami, did you <clears throat> let those people in on your little experiment? I did not. <laughs> 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 they must have been mighty intrigued. <laughs> Swami, can you clarify uh, the ego versus one's own sense of identity and sense of rightness? Uh, for example, in monasteries in ages past, the superiors would have the uh, novices plant plants upside down to eliminate their ego. Well... I frankly think that's a that's a Kali Yuga, a dark age way of looking at things. I think we should have discrimination. How can we ever find truth if we if we destroy our own discrimination? 
What it did was make the superiors arrogant, just the opposite of what they were trying to get the, the, their subordinates to be. It made them judgmental. There was this book by Karen Armstrong in which she talks about her mother superior standing there, a pillar of self-righteous, um, uh, cold self-righteousness, no sense of love. Um, I don't, obedience to a man of wisdom, that's something else. I know when I met my guru, he said, I give you my unconditional love. Nobody ever said that to me. He asked me if I would give him mine, and I gave it to him. He said, and I want you to give me your unconditional obedience. Well, I couldn't imagine obeying anybody. I, I was a rebellious, normal American, healthy young man, and I just wasn't going to take that kind of thing. But I had reached the point where I knew I had made a mess of it. And so I, I just had to think this one through, and I said, well, what if I think sometime you're wrong? He said, I will never ask anything of you that God does not tell me to ask you. So I said, in that case, I give you my unconditional obedience. And I found he never took advantage of it. Following a man of wisdom, he made me sometimes do things that were against my own sense of discrimination. But my sense of discrimination was guided by my whims, by my personality, by my ignorance. And I found that by following his will, I came out of those clouds. So to, uh, to obey a man of God, to obey a, a man of wisdom is good. To obey a man of ignorance, I think, is to weaken your willpower because it makes you go against what you feel is right. Well, is there any way to know that in the moment? I mean, you you had that relationship with him, but in that moment, you wouldn't have known years in advance how things were going to turn out. I had absolute faith in him. I had reached the point where I knew I wanted God desperately, and I wanted to improve myself. And I found that it was like washing a dirty shirt. You push a bubble down there, and it just moves over here. And I, I reached the point where I, I knew I needed help. And I hadn't ever met anybody that I would put my life in his hands to guide me. I just didn't believe what I'd seen. But him I had absolute faith in. So much so that after reading Autobiography of a Yogi, I took the next bus nonstop from New York to Los Angeles. And I said to him, I want to be your disciple. Mamaji, for people who don't have that opportunity, how do they work with the ego? Well, they work with the, the best they can. <laughs> what else can I say? Don't go looking for the nearest person to put yourself under obedience to him. That's what's wrong in the monasteries. Follow your own discrimination. My own discrimination had led me, first of all, I didn't believe in God. The God that people told me about was completely uninteresting to me judgmental and limited, and I just didn't want it. But my own discrimination led me to the point where I had to accept that God must be consciousness and that my job in life then must be to open myself to that consciousness. And I'd reached the point of deciding that I would know God. And I 
My life was dedicated to that search, but I didn't know how to begin. And it was after reading autobiography that I came. Now, the ordinary person, he that takes many lifetimes to understand that one thing doesn't work, try another. This doesn't work, try another. But I would go to people, at least have the common sense, to go to people who you think know more than you do. You do. Listen to them. You can weigh what they say. You can shop the counter. But don't think you know it all. Listen to wisdom. Listen to the caution of other people. And uh, you'll, take, you'll save a few incarnations in your search that way. And God would certainly help you. That's another point. If your search is for God, he will send you what you need. And he'll send it to you through books. He'll send it through, to you through uh, wise people who can teach you well. And finally, he, will, he himself will send you a guru. Finally, it's God who is the guru. The guru is only his instrument.